0: Welcome to Alley Talks, where we sit down with thought leaders to bring you medical product solutions that are leading industry trends, driving best practices, and delivering efficiencies for healthcare professionals everywhere. Welcome to Alley Talks by Alley Med. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhock. It seems healthcare professionals at care facilities are trying to do more with less time and resources. However, one healthcare products company is trying to help the industry with their mission to save time, reduce costs, and substantially reduce the risk of infection. Massachusetts-based Alimed has been creating and manufacturing healthcare products for more than 50 years and created a fabrication molding material called Aliplast, and that's actually still used in orthotic applications today. Here to discuss some of the mission that's happening with Alimed is Adrian Hamilton. Adrian, nice to have you today.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: So I understand in 1997, Alamed introduced the Knee Saver, which is a patented foam wedge pad that's designed to help relieve knee stress for baseball catchers. So actually, it was endorsed and first worn by Major League Baseball all-star catcher Sandy Alomar Jr. That is quite an endorsement for your products.
1: It is, it is. We kind of cross a lot of different avenues and products that really help improve people's lives and and the care of people. And and that is a one that we're really, you know, proud of.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you do cover a lot of ground and a lot of products. So tell me a little bit about your role there at Allimed.
1: So I am the Director of Marketing and Sales Operations here for Alimed and get involved in a lot of our channel management and servicing our customers across the acute care space, ASCs, long-term care. Uh, We really do serve a wide variety of end users.
0: Yeah. Uh, Like I mentioned in the intro, I mean, the the aim is to be able to save time and reduce costs and and ultimately reduce the risk for infection at uh, healthcare facilities. Tell me a little bit about that mission.
1: Absolutely, it's, it's a great uh, question and a real serious area of focus for the acute care space in particular. Uh, currently, we're under a lot of pressure as a nation to reduce costs certainly improve patient outcomes by reducing infection control. And part of reducing costs is actually becoming more and more efficient and not just having lower cost products, but also saving time of the staff within in the surgical facilities.
0: Well, it seems like when you're talking about reducing the risk of infection, does that sometimes come at, at odds with these facilities that are trying to do more and less time with less resources. I mean, is that really what's keeping OR professionals up at night?
1: It is certainly one of the questions that we hear over and over again as something that uh, these people are worried about and and constantly looking to better their uh, service of care without increasing their expenses. Uh, and LA Med has put a lot of uh, research and development and engineering behind trying to find some solutions that will help them optimize their uh, procedures and their care.
0: So tell me a little bit about that, uh, that research and some of the products that are, that are really making a difference in operating rooms specifically.
1: What we're finding is that as we talk to more and more clinicians about better ways that they can help prevent the spread of infection in an operating room, how they can save time in between procedures, and how we can help them reduce costs. Uh, What we found is the use of something called a room turnover kit uh, actually meets all three of those areas and helps improve uh, cost efficiency, time efficiency, and reduces infection control.
0: So these items are all disposable, and they're just all in one convenient kit but I understand it wasn't always that way you encountered a situation where some nurses were kind of doing a little bit of DIY now that's amazing to consider how much nurses are already doing uh, the shortage of nurses and how many duties they are called upon to do at the same time seemingly so tell us a little bit about that situation
1: Sure. To explain a little bit more about the room turnover kit, what it does is in one prepackaged bundle, everything that a uh, OR nurse or a clinician needs to prepare a room for the next procedure. So we would have things like the table drapes, the pillowcases, the armboard covers, the armboard straps, the body straps for patient safety and and positioning, uh, the hamper liners, all of these things that they need in a disposable format now, whereas prior to that, it was all linen. And you can imagine the infection control risk uh, really elevating when you're talking about laundering all of these types of soiled products uh, within the OR um, so pretty intuitively you can see the difference there from an infection control standpoint. From uh, a time-saving standpoint having these kits pre-packaged and bundled it allows them to just grab and go and really set up so they're not running around uh, a storage room or down the hall to um, another cart where these various pieces may be stored. Circling back to the example you mentioned, it was really shocking. Um, I was having a conversation at a recent industry meeting, and I overheard uh, one of these OR directors explaining how they have their nurses work overtime and actually pull and package these room turnover kits themselves in preparation for the next day's cases. So at the price that it would cost to have someone at that level of skill, Packaging these things is certainly an inefficient way to go about it. Uh, But buying these products in bulk is the only way they knew how to operate.
0: And so they were manually piecing together all of the different covers and disposable items, which were probably dispersed in different areas and different cabinets throughout the supply room. At least they had the oversight or the, the foresight to assemble them in a kit Uh, that's ready to go, but nothing like that before had existed?
1: Exactly. It's an evolving trend, and we're seeing more and more facilities convert to this type of prepackaged room turnover kit, and uh, Alimet is is certainly proud to be on the forefront of helping develop that. And we have um, a kit now that is pretty universal in terms of its application and has everything uh, they need to do that turnover in in one-stop shop.
0: And so that's obviously being able to save time because of the turnover that it takes to go from one procedure to the next. Do you have some, some numbers or some statistics about what type of cost savings or time saving that some of your customers have uh, experienced?
1: The time saving is about a 30% reduction and uh, cost savings, unfortunately, I don't have that data.
0: 30% is pretty substantial in time savings.
1: It is. It is, and it's um, getting more and more important as the reimbursement rates are uh, reduced, and compensation from insurances and government agencies is is also being tightened. That you know, it's very critical that they uh, are being extremely efficient.
0: Well, and speaking of that, I also on Alamed's site, I found it interesting that so these are called never events where the spread of infection or falls. And I understand they're not reimbursed by Medicare?
1: There has been a um, huge transition in the healthcare industry at large to deter facilities from uh, having these types of things occur. And it really spans across not only reimbursement, but also certification, um, joint commission, AORN. A lot of these governing bodies of the facilities are Um, really having a zero tolerance policy for for these types of things.
0: Well, and that makes perfect sense. But it seems like a catch 22, because a lot of the equipment that we're talking about are things that help prevent falls, for example. So if you're not reimbursing for fall management solutions, such as alarms or sensors or Uh, even just signage that identifies high patient risk for falls, is this kind of a catch-22 for healthcare providers and facilities?
1: Uh, In some ways, and that's where we are able to partner with people because we have such an understanding of uh, those types of challenges and are able to help work them through that by providing solutions and product offerings that can uh, help them at least move the needle in the right direction.
0: Well, and you're right, Adrian. It is about partnerships and how to provide a solution that works for everybody. Let's talk about patients now. So, the risk of hospital-acquired infections uh, and superbugs is a concern for many consumers and patients that are going into a hospital or a healthcare setting. I mean, you go into a hospital thinking that this is a sterile safety zone, but a lot of times they can be kind of ground zero for infections. Uh, I, I hate to pull out the stats, but I mean, every year an estimated 648,000 people in the U.S. develop infections during a hospital stay, and about 75,000 die, and that's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So, that's a lot of people that are at risk for hospital-acquired infections. So let's talk about just the tangible benefit for consumers who are concerned about these infections. What type of peace of mind can patients have from solutions like this? Essentially, what are the benefits for patients?
1: Uh, The biggest benefit to them, I guess at the forefront, is the uh, risk that they are undergoing for infection when they do have to go into a surgical center or a hospital for a procedure. Um, It's always um, a risk when you have any type of incision made. And here we're Just really looking to uh, reduce that as much as possible, and then on the outset, um, whether it's through insurance or out-of-pocket costs, uh, saving costs and creating efficiencies saves everyone along the food chain uh, money.
0: Right. Right. So I mean, that's uh, those are all very important concerns that really all of us have. As far as uh, something that you've been experiencing within the industry is with trends or changes that you that you see coming as you um, as you look into I guess the future with your crystal ball um, you know there's always going to be different challenges and changes that come down the pike Uh, what's ahead for you and Alimed and what projects are going to be keeping you busy in the coming year
1: Some of the things that we are uh, recognizing as opportunities and areas of growth across the uh, OR clinical applications is uh, an expansion of the disposable product universe, and that can carry over into such things as uh, patient positioners. Uh, So one-time use patient positioners that are maybe made out of foam instead of a a more expensive reusable gel, Um, disposable straps to properly position a patient for a procedure uh, where those aren't cleaned and those are, are discarded after a surgical case, and even all the way down to something like an ergonomic floor mat, which traditionally has also been reused and wiped down and cleaned in between procedures. We're now seeing an uptick in the disposable options uh, for the clinician to stand on an ergonomic mat and reduce the fatigue and strain on uh, their back and legs.
0: That's true. You don't even really think about uh, straps that are used on hospital beds or even uh, hard surfaces on the hospital bed itself that are pretty vulnerable to contamination. Now, when it comes to preventing an infection, you don't want cost to stand in the way, but do these disposable items end up costing more than reusable items?
1: They have uh, an initial uh, less cost uh, initially, and... With the factor of the infection control amortized in there, they ultimately, it's its a decision that each facility makes on their own, which protocols they're going to use, whether they're going to have sterile processing and reuse things or dispose. So it's really an ongoing debate that I don't know that even a clear answer exists currently. There's two schools of thought.
0: Sure. Well, and that's interesting because the amortizing, the, the cost of infection and all of those other factors that come into play, I can see where it's uh, complicated territory and, and difficult decisions for, uh, for hospitals and, and healthcare providers. You guys are certainly helping with that, that mission. Adrienne, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me and, and giving us a platform to discuss this very important trend in healthcare.
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of Ally Talks by Ally Med. For stats, blogs, and articles, visit Alamed's website at wwwalamedacom slash blog dash articles. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhock.